unto thee that hath been so instrumental, Lord, in giving us an opportunity to glorify your holy name. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. We're looking to you now to bless us in this portion of the worship experience and the delivery of your holy word. This is your word. Anointed. Let it be laden with the anointing. Hallelujah. And Lord, I'm asking you to fall on me. Fall on me, Jesus. Get a hold of my mind, my spirit, my heart. Fall on me by the power of the Holy Ghost and move through this house today, Jesus. Hallelujah. Up and down the aisles in between the pews. From heart to heart and breast to breast, Jesus. Send the power of the Holy Ghost. Deliverance from evil workings, oh God. Send the glory down, Jesus. Hallelujah. That we might give you the praise. Hallelujah. For you're worthy of praise. Let your blood prevail. Let your will be done. This is our prayer in the name, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen, amen. Release that neighbor and give God a hand praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, come on, somebody. From the rising of this sun to the going down of the same, the Lord's name is to be praised. Hallelujah. Now I want you to find three people and just hug that person and say, the Lord has been good to me. Come on, find somebody. The Lord has been good to me. Hallelujah. The Lord has been good to me. Oh, yes, come on. The Lord has been good to me. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As you return to your seat, give God one more hand clap of praise. God bless you. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Truly, we do give honor to the Lord Jesus Christ. I am thankful today to know that the Lord Jesus Christ is here right now. You can't see him, but how many feel him? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we're just so grateful for all that are gathered here today. But to be honest with you, I come to worship Jesus. Praise the Lord. And to feel his presence his anointing that destroys every yoke and I did not come into this sanctuary today to leave here the same way I came in hallelujah but I pray even now that our hearts would expect a mighty blessing from the Lord we're so blessed today to 
look upon our pastor, Bishop Michael C. Geddes, and to be able to celebrate our pastor's labor of love. We thank the Lord for him and for our matriarch, Mother Geddes, and for this beautiful month of appreciation and celebration. Praise our God. As our chairman deacon was noting, this month has just been splendiferous. And we have basked in the glory of the Lord this entire month. We've heard powerful preaching. Praise the Lord. We have experienced a mighty revival. Praise the Lord. And continue, praise the Lord, to experience revival. And uh, we're just so thankful that the Lord has saw fit to include us in this assembly. And so we thank God for all of the saints gathered today to the holy men of God. Amen. To Elder Robertson who led us in worship. And he just let loose today. Amen. He's one of the original praisers. I just enjoyed him as he, as he let loose. Because that's the way you should praise God. Amen. I thank God for Elder Donald Black, Elder Joseph Black, to Elder McKinney, Elder Webster, to Minister Griffith. Amen. Thank the Lord for Deacon Turner again and to all of the deacons, to again our matriarch Mother Geddes and all of our church mothers, to all gathered today in the house of the Lord. To our visiting friends, welcome to you. God bless you. Thank you so much for coming and being a part of this worship experience. I do want to give honor to my wife in her absence. Amen. We thank God for her and for our uh, newborn daughter, Michaela. I have to try to remember her name because I always call her by her middle name, which is Joy. I have to remember her name is <laughs> Michaela. Amen. But I thank God for uh, her and I wanted to thank all of you saints for your prayers and for all that you've done our family. I don't want to take it for granted. And I don't believe in taking advantage of people. And I don't believe that people have to do things for you. So whatever a person does for you, you, res you receive it in a spirit of graciousness because they could have done nothing and you could have been without. And so I thank you for all that you've done, for your prayers, for meals, just for everything. Amen. And uh, continue to remember uh, our family in your prayers in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. All right. Well, the Lord has seen fit to allow me to commingle my voice with these great preachers that have come this month. Amen. And also those that have spoken from our own pulpit. And so we want to deal today with a topic that the Lord uh, laid on my heart a few weeks ago. And uh, hopefully it will be a blessing and an inspiration, not only to us, but to our pastor and first lady. I'm going to ask you at this time to pray with me as we consider the Old Testament book of Habakkuk, chapter 2. No, I, just, I did not just speak with tongues. 
I just called a book from the Bible, Habakkuk. And I'll give you a moment or two to go through the order of the books of the Bible in the Old Testament so you can get there. I'll give you a clue. It's in the Minor Prophets. I'll give you another clue. It's in between Nahum and Zephaniah. Bishop said that doesn't help. The only other thing I can do is just say, turn to page one in your Bible and you'll find a table of contents. And hopefully that will lead you there. But based on the noise of pages not turning as much as they were a few moments ago, I'm assuming that you're there in the second chapter of the book of Habakkuk. Amen. And I'm going to read into you hearing verses 1 through 3. Follow along with me and let us prayerfully consider this text as our foundation of which to build this sermon. The Old Testament minor prophet Habakkuk writes, as these words are recorded, I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower and will watch to see what he will say unto me and what I shall answer when I am reproved. And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain upon tables that he may run that readeth it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it because it will surely come, it will not tarry. Verse number two, again, is our focus verse. The Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain upon tables that he may run that readeth it. The message from the Lord today is embrace the vision. Embrace the vision. Turn with me, if you will, in your Bibles to the book of Hebrews, chapter number 6, verse 10. Hebrews, chapter 6, verse 10. And I would like for you to read along with me. Read together in the name of the Lord. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 10. All right, what does the Bible say? For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which ye have showed toward his name, in that ye have ministered to the saints and do minister. Let the church say amen. So this month we have been blessed, as we have noted, to celebrate, to celebrate, celebrate our pastor's 
labor of love. In Hebrews chapter 6, verse 10, was chosen as a fundamental scripture to guide us throughout the month in talking about our pastor and his labor of love. We celebrate. In other words, we, we commemorate or we pro proclaim publicly that our pastor is a man of God who is motivated by love in all of his endeavors to see the people of God go forward. Praise the Lord. Our pastor, Bishop Michael Geddes, is fully invested in the work of souls being saved and ready to meet the Lord Jesus Christ when he comes again. And that investment in the work of souls being saved is labor and real work real work. If you would perform an etymological study on the word labor in Hebrews 6 and 10, it would be found that the word is in reference to an intense output, an intense output that is coupled with trouble and grief and sorrow. And this is what Bishop Geddes was trying to convey to us on the first Sunday of this month in his message, pressing on to higher ground. Towards the end of that sermon, the, the Holy Ghost led him to open his heart to us and to reveal just how much of a toll shepherding God's people can take upon a man that is truly committed to that work. And he finally concluded, quote, I'm happy to serve, but I can't tell you it's not tough sometime, unquote. And with that kind of burden, many men would walk away. They wouldn't stick around. They wouldn't want to see uh, the work go forward and see it through. But for nearly 25 years, our pastor has remained faithful to the call to establish a place of refuge for all those who want a closer walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. How many glad that Apostolic Fellowship Church is a place of refuge where you can draw closer to the Lord Jesus Christ? Oh, praise our God. You might as well give God a great big praise right there. Thank you, Jesus. I'm glad that we have a place of refuge, a house of prayer, and not a den of thieves. And therefore, if God is not unrighteous to forget our pastor's labor of love, that he has ministered to us as saints, we should not hesitate to appreciate who we have and should gladly celebrate our pastor's labor of love. 
Let the church say amen. So one of the aspects of our pastor's labor of love that we should celebrate is what we want to speak about in this sermon this afternoon. And again, we've heard dynamic preaching this month. As holy men of God have come into our midst giving words of affirmation and confirmation and revelation. And one word of revelation the Lord gave me and confirmed uh, as Apostle Motri spoke last Sunday morning, amen, was in regards to one of the functions that the pastor fills that no one else in the congregation can fill. The Lord revealed to me that uh, this month the one thing he gives to the pastor that no one else receives is the vision for the congregation praise the name of our God the pastor receives the vision which is defined as the divine guidance that the Lord has for his people that is given to the pastor and the pastor alone praise the Lord And after the vision is revealed to the pastor through prayer and communion with the Lord, he is responsible then for communicating the essence of God's plan in an understandable fashion to the laity or to the people so they may know how we should then live. And this is of the utmost importance because God has a work for us to do. Praise the Lord. But we won't know what to do and what direction to go in unless the pastor reveals the vision that God has given him. Praise our God. All of us have been uh, chained, for those that have been, you've been changed by the power of God, and the Lord has given you purpose, amen, to work in his kingdom. But we won't know the purpose in its totality until we receive the vision that God gives to the pastor. Praise our God. This is why the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 28, 29, verse 18, where there is no vision, the people perish. We could have great intentions as to how we are going to serve the Lord, but without vision from the pastor given by God, we're like a ship without a sail. We really don't know what to do or how to go about, amen, operating in the structure that the Lord Jesus Christ has provided in the assembly. We need the pastor. Praise our God. We need the pastor to be able to spend time with the Lord so the Lord can communicate the vision that he has for how we should then live. Praise our God. And one of the reasons why our assembly is so effective is because the man of God, our pastor, has been given a vision by God. And that vision has been communicated to us so we know how we should operate not only inside of the church building, but more so outside of the church. Let the church say amen. 
And so listen to this here. If it is the pastor's responsibility to communicate, to convey the vision, then it is our responsibility as the laity, as the people, to embrace the vision. Turn to your neighbor and say, embrace the vision. And so at the heart of this message today is the Lord speaking plainly to all who are members of this congregation. Amen. To listen closely for the vision that our pastor has received from the Lord. And once we hear it and once we understand it, we need to fully support it and fully carry it out by the grace of of God. Let the church say amen. Uh, I'm challenging you today by the word of the Lord to fully invest yourself in this ministry. I'm challenging every fellowshipping member in particular to no longer hold back what the Lord has placed in you which will contribute to the going forward of the assembly. I'm challenging everyone sitting right here that has cast their lot in particular to completely throw yourself into what the Lord is doing at the Apostolic Fellowship Church. I'm challenging everyone to shake him or herself, amen, out of the norms or even out of the rut that you have functioned in, amen, and to ask the Lord to give you a revival of purpose to accomplish the vision that has been given to us by our pastor. Praise our God. Don't hold back anymore, but let those breaks go. Come on, somebody. Take that e-break off. Amen. Take your hands off the reins, praise the Lord, and ask the Lord, Lord, revive in me your purpose according to the vision that you have granted to the man of God. Because I don't know about you, I want to be used by the Lord to work miracles. I'm starting to feel it here. I want to be used by the Lord, amen, to speak a word of hope into those that are hopeless. Hallelujah. I want to be able, amen, to walk by that destitute soul that doesn't know what to do. Take that person by the hand and pray for them until they feel an anointing from God like they've never named and known before. I want to be able to completely release myself amen so when we amen go out into the world the vision is accomplished well thank you Jesus Christ tell your neighbor release yourself to accomplish the vision Oh, thank you, Jesus Christ. This model, this model, this model of a vision or divine guidance being delivered to the man of God and then revealed to his people is made plain in our text of Habakkuk chapter 2. Amen. What you find here is the Old Testament prophet Habakkuk, and he was a contemporary of Jeremiah and Nahum. Amen. Habakkuk, praise the Lord, lamented over the sufferings of Judah as the Chaldeans, the Babylonians, came in to captivate them and bring them out of Jerusalem. 
In the first chapter, praise the Lord, of Habakkuk, he, he brings a grievance, amen, before the Lord. He says in verse number two of chapter one, O Lord, how long shall I cry? And thou will not hear, even cry out unto thee of violence, and thou will not save. Amen. He began to talk about even the Chaldeans and, and how powerful they were. Verse number six, amen, God speaks through him and says, For lo, I raise up the Chaldeans, that bitter and hasty nation, which shall march through the breath of the land to possess the dwelling places that are not theirs. They are terrible and dreadful. Their judgment and their dignity shall proceed of themselves. Their horses also are swifter than the leopards and are more fierce than the evening wolves and their horsemen shall spread themselves and their horsemen shall come from far. They shall fly as the eagle that hasteth to eat. This was a prophecy, a man of destruction because of the apostasy of Judah, praise the Lord, against the one true God. Verse number 12 of chapter 1 said, Art thou not from everlasting, O Lord, my God, mine holy one? Amen. Habakkuk speaking in hope said, We shall not die. O Lord, thou hast ordained them for judgment, and almighty God, thou hast established them for correction. And so, praise the Lord, he brings forth this complaint, amen, to say, Lord, we know that because we've done wrong, trouble is coming our way. And you know, people nowadays still have that fundamental feeling in their spirit that if they've done something wrong, something bad is going to happen to them. This is why so many people are walking around nowadays paranoid, looking over their shoulder, waiting for the other shoe to drop because they know that they have somehow some way violated a law that is greater than the laws made in the legislative halls of the United States of America they have violated the law of God and in their spirit amen given by the conscience amen it is made known to them that they have transgressed the law of God and Habakkuk was no different he knew that because Judah had rebelled against the Lord even though God had been good to them even though God had established them even though God had blessed them time and time again they chose to rebel Praise our God. They chose to go against the Holy One of Israel. And because that they would not be spared judgment, God would raise up this very vicious nation of the Chaldeans, amen, to come and execute judgment upon the people of God. Amen. And so Habakkuk stood there making his complaint. And in the first verse of chapter 2, come back with me. He says, I will do this. I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower and I will wait and watch to see what he will say unto me. I'm, I'm going to stand here and wait until I receive an answer. Amen. So when people ask me about what's going on I'll know how to respond to them. Amen. And this is analogous to what our pastor does day after day. The Bible says amen that 
the man of God has been set as a watchman upon the wall. Amen. He is in a position that no one else is in. He is in an elevated position in order to see, amen, what the laity cannot see. Amen. This is why we made the claim earlier that the pastor is the only one in the congregation that receives the vision from God. Why? Because God anoints him and sets him up in a position whereby he can see things that we just can't see. Praise our God. And when you have a shepherd and not an hireling that is fully invested amen, in the protection of your spiritual man, everybody ought to give God glory because your soul is safe. Hallelujah to God. Your body, praise the Lord, might encounter affliction, but when you have a true shepherd, your soul is safe. Hallelujah. Troubles might come in your life, amen, like a flood. But no matter what goes on, amen, in your surrounding, in your purview, amen, you can stand still knowing that you belong to an assembly where whether hell or high water comes, my soul is safe. And this is a most precious gift. How many people sit up in a church, a congregation larger than this, amen, and their soul Sunday after Sunday is in turmoil because they don't know where their next spiritual meal is coming from. They live like paupers posing as, amen, people in penthouses, amen, because they don't understand, amen, the vision for their life, amen. They come in day after day, week after week, week looking for the Lord to speak to them and all they get is it's okay amen if you've got money in the bank all they get is it's okay because you got a nice car to drive all they get is it's okay because you're excelling in your career all they get is it's all right amen because God is gracious and merciful these people are looking for a word and they would take your spot if they could they would come in this church if they could and say push over if you don't appreciate that God has given this man a vision so you know how to live they would tell you push aside because I've been in places where I don't know which way to turn but you sit here in heavenly places in Christ Jesus knowing that God has a vision for you Thank you, Jesus Christ. Habakkuk said, I will stand upon this tower. If I'm the one that has to bear the responsibility of watching out, of speaking for God, his holy oracles, I will stand. Amen. I quote again, Bishop Geddes said, I'm happy to serve, but sometimes it gets tough. Well, and we encourage our pastor to continue to stand. Uh, I wish I had somebody here that would help me. I encourage our pastor to continue to stand. Amen. And I don't know about you, praise the Lord, but I'm getting to the place now where I feel like I have to stand with him. 
Oh, praise our God. Y'all, y'all hear what I'm saying here? Amen. AFC, let me speak to you as one of your own born out of your own bowels of this ministry. I feel like it's my obligation to stand with the visionary, to stand with the one that labors, to stand with the one that cries out, to stand with the one that keeps my soul safe. Well, thank you, Jesus Christ. And anything I can do to make the standing easier, let me do it because when he's blessed, I'm blessed. When he prospers, I prosper. When he's elevated, I elevate. Praise God. Amen. As long as he's going on and going forward, there is hope for a brighter tomorrow. Praise our God. And I don't know about you, but if I were you, I would let no devil turn me around. I would tell that devil, you get out of my face and out of my way. I'm going to stand with the man of God who has the vision for my life. Stand, stand up, Habakkuk. Amen. Don't bow over. Stand up and hear what God will say to you. Amen. And, and, and I'm so glad that Habakkuk got to the point where he stayed before God enough where the Lord, in verse number two, answered him. Come on, somebody. Amen. How many know sometimes you just have to stay before the Lord until he answers you? Come on. Do I have a witness here? Sometimes you have to stay before the Lord until he answers you. Praise our God. Amen. You can't be quick to get up. Amen. And I thank God that our pastor has taught us this. Amen. That you need to travail in prayer. Come on. Let the church say amen. Oh, praise our God, the Lord. Verse number two of Habakkuk 2 answered me and said, all right, my son, I want you now to write the vision. I want you to make it plain upon tables. I want you to, amen, write it as I have given it to you in such a fashion that is understandable to everyone that will read it. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. For we are living epistles known and read of all men. Praise our God. When the man of God gets up to speak the word of the Lord week after week, he is communicating, amen, the vision in an understandable fashion whereby we can embrace it and know how we should then live. This is why you got to stop missing so much church. Hallelujah. Stop telling me about your job and all these other obligations. Your soul is at stake here. Praise our God. And every time the doors are open and the man of God's mouth is communicating the vision. Amen. You ought to be there like that hungry bird saying, Lord, speak to me. Praise the Lord. Because I want to know how I can be effective. I want to know how I can be used. I want to know how I can allow your power to be released in my life. I want to know how I can come out of the valley and come up to the mountain. I want to know how I can walk in perpetual victory and how I can flourish. Lord, speak to me. 
Hallelujah. And make this vision plain to me. God said, write it, that he may run that reader. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, carry out the vision. Oh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We, we, we run when we carry out that which has been given to us. I'm so glad I got something to run about. Praise the Lord, our God. I, I know that the Lord has established this ministry. Amen. And so as I read, as I listen, as I tune in, as I lean and incline my ear, amen, into the man of God as he speaks, amen, it is made clear to me, amen, that the Lord has given him a vision that we have to carry out. Let the church say amen. Oh, praise the Lord. And so just as Rebecca received the vision and revealed it to the people to carry out so everybody that is a fellowshipping member here and even those of you that are wondering whether you want to come or not if you got the right spirit come on in amen you need to embrace this amen that the Lord is giving our pastor amen and as I thought about this amen the Lord put into my mind amen the solidification of the vision or the Apostolic Fellowship Church. He said it's quite clear. It is to inspire and equip God's people to hold to the apostles' doctrine so souls can be born into the kingdom and be ready to meet the Lord when he comes again. Let the church say amen. Oh, praise our God. We are being inspired. Inspired. How many have been inspired by this ministry? Amen. To go forward. How many have been equipped? You've been given specific tools to use whereby you can affect change in your environment. Amen. The vision is to inspire and equip God's people to hold to this doctrine. Come on, somebody. Because when we preach, we don't preach from the times amen or from the journal or from any other body's book we we go to the word of God the only true source of Christian doctrine and we hold to it because we are built upon it I, I hope y'all not getting bored with me amen because I'm not hopping too high right now but I want you to listen because we're built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. Jesus Christ himself is the chief cornerstone and every part is fitly joined together. Everybody here that the Lord has called out and anointed and given his spirit to has a piece of the vision. Oh glory to Jesus Christ and what we do is we exercise our peace to add to the conglomeration of the success of the community come on somebody hallelujah to God turn to your name and say you have a peace hallelujah and I'm going to hold on to the 
apostles doctrine so other people can know the truth of the word of God because how many know that there's all kinds of lies out here now people just talking all kinds of things about the Bible and they get a, a, a new idea they just take it and spread it without vetting it with anybody of vetting it by the Holy Ghost hallelujah but we don't have that kind of problem here we get sound doctrine from the word of God don't nobody stand up here and try to give you a new revelation everybody that stands up here lets you know there's one Lord one faith and one baptism one God and father of all who is above all and through all and in us all and in him we live and move and have our being and we worship the name that is above every name that at the name Jesus every knee shall bow of things in heaven things in earth and things under the earth and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord hallelujah you get sound doctrine to let you know that a man must repent come on somebody you can't just come in here lift your hands and say I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord and now somebody says you're saved you don't get that here you're taught from the Bible that you must repent you must change come on church of God you've got to change your ways you've got to say Lord I'm sorry sorry for the way I've lived sorry for what I've done sorry for how I've betrayed you sorry praise the Lord for everything that's not right in my life and I want to change I don't want to be this way anymore you're taught to repent from your sin and you're taught to be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of your sin y'all sitting there looking at me like oh we've heard this before well let me go across the street and preach this thing then because a lot of folk don't get what we're spoiled and fat off of come on somebody that's why when I thank God for the doctrine I don't mind lifting my hands and saying thank you I don't care if I've heard it before preacher it's right because it's in the word it's true and I thank God for it everybody doesn't get it that you should repent that you should be baptized by immersion not sprinkled come on you ain't never buried nothing by sprinkling dirt on it you bury something when you put it all the way under come on and the Bible said we're 
buried with him by baptism into death that like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father even we also should rise to walk in the newness of life we're taught that when you're baptized in Christ you put on Christ and if any man be in Christ he's a new creature all things are passed away and all things are become new I'm so glad for baptism by immersion in the name hallelujah not in the phrase Father, Son, and Holy Ghost all in Jesus' name but in the name Jesus Christ for Jesus said baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost somebody said well if I'm reading closely and paying attention the question I ask is what is the name of the Father What is the name of the Son? What is the name of the Holy Ghost? If somebody said baptize that boy in the name of that Father, in the name of that Son, in the name of that Comforter, you should ask then what is the Hallelujah. And somebody said that the name of God is Jesus. I feel like preaching here. Uh, hallelujah praying with me I got a few minutes left uh, but the Bible says and she shall bring forth uh, a son uh, and thou shalt call uh, his name uh, Jesus uh, for he shall save his people uh, from their sin uh, come on let the church say amen uh, uh, the Bible lets me know uh, that this name uh, through faith Faith in his name is able to make you strong. That's what the Bible said. And this same Jesus that was crucified has been made both Lord and Christ. He is the owner and the possessor of all that has fulfilled the office of the anointed one, Jesus the Christ. Come on, somebody. it is him only through faith in his name. Oh, thank you. That can pick you up, turn you around, and place your feet on solid ground. Stop making you so shifty. Stop making you so out of sorts. When you get the name, you get all that God is. You get the Jehovah Rapha. When you get the name, you get the Jehovah Elyon, the El Elyon, the Jehovah Nisi, the Jehovah Shalom, the Jehovah Sitkanu, the Jehovah Ra. Everything that God revealed in the Old Testament, he gave us in totality in the one name. When you say Jesus, you get God. 
God. When you say Jesus, you get God who was and is and is to come. The Almighty. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. How many thank God for sound doctrine? Hallelujah. We've been equipped. Come on, somebody. With truth. Hallelujah. That's why Proverbs 23 and 23 said, buy the truth and sell it not. How many thank God for truth? And ye shall know the truth and the truth shall make you there ought not be a bound soul in this church today. Not if you're living according to the truth that is revealed to you through the man of God that is given to the word of the Lord. Hallelujah to Jesus. We are equipped and inspired to hold on to the apostles' doctrine. Why? Not so we could sit up here and just thank God for how good we have it. But so souls can be born into the kingdom. For except a man be born again of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God, neither can he see it. Amen. As we have received the truth, we must freely give the truth and let the sinner know that there is a way that seemeth right to you, but that in his death, you need to come to the way the truth and the life and that is through Jesus Christ come on somebody because if you've seen Jesus you've seen the father that's why you don't have to wonder where is the father Jesus is our focus come on and say amen and so we carry the message of Jesus we carry that he He's able, amen, to fix your problem. We carry that he's able to deliver you from sin. We carry that Jesus is able, hallelujah, to completely break down Satan's stronghold upon your life. You don't have to be bound. You don't have to be in turmoil. You don't have to be in trouble in your spirit. But through Jesus, you can have peace. Come on, somebody. I said, peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Because in the world, you will have 
tribulation but be of good cheer for I have overcome the world and whatsoever is born of God overcoming the world I wish y'all knew this Bible with me here hallelujah whatever is born of God overcomes the world and this is the victory that overcomes the world even our faith for the just shall live by faith that's what Habakkuk said in verse 4 behold his soul which is lifted up is not unright in him but the just shall live by faith you've got to embrace the vision by faith you've got to trust that what Jesus has given to the man of God is what you need ah y'all don't want to hear me now but you need to get out of your own thinking get out of your own cogitation let go the profundity of your own cerebral identity and yield all of that to the man of God that has received a vision from Jesus because Jesus knows better than your academic education Jesus knows better than your career expertise he gave the pastor a vision and if you want to be prosperous if you want to flourish if you want to go forward if you want to walk on your high places you gotta let everything else go and embrace the vision thank you Jesus and so this vision is carried out by us as we embrace some key aspects, praise our God, of the vision. And embracing those aspects lead to us accomplishing the goal. Come on and say amen. Now, amen, I'm almost finished here, but there's three aspects in particular that our pastor wants us to fully embrace so we can carry out the vision. The first aspect is that of holiness. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. What we refer to as sanctification. Oh, praise the Lord. For the Bible lets me know, amen, that we should come to God fully. 2 Corinthians 7 and 1 said, Therefore, having these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves of all filthiness of the flesh and the spirit perfecting holiness in the fear of God come on and say amen now I know some of y'all finna get quiet with me now but I'm glad I embraced the vision of holiness because the Lord didn't call you out of sin so you could continue in sin shall we continue you in sin that grace may abound God forbid how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein there ought to be a 
death to sin and a death to self. For if any man will come after me, let him deny himself. I feel this Bible now. I wish y'all could just get happy off of the Bible. Hallelujah. Peter said, for as much then as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves likewise with the same mind. Oh, praise God. For he that has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh to the lust of men but to the will of God. Come on, somebody. And so as pilgrims and strangers, we ought to abstain from fleshly lusts that we war against your soul that's why some of y'all looking at me dead right now cause you're carnal and in the flesh you don't love the word you just love clapping you don't love the word you just love patting feet you were with the elder but you ain't with me cause I'm with the word Ah, but I'm glad that we ought not make provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof and flee also you for us but follow righteousness and faith and charity and peace with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart for as he which hath called you is holy so be ye holy in all manner of conversation because it is written be ye holy for I am holy hallelujah I feel like preaching here. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Bishop Gaddis has been crying out for holiness. Come on now. Thank you, Jesus. Grab your name and say, neighbor. Thank God for holiness. Hallelujah. As a young pal, a young boy, he sat before Bishop Garris that would sit there preaching, making his own tune. He sat with Bishop Woodrow Roach. Hallelujah. Cried loud. Oh, yes, he did. He went down to Florida to speak with Bishop John A. Henderson. Amen. That would get all over you. Saying, I feel like burning them up. Hallelujah. He sat with Bishop Ernest Crooms that had the wit like a two-edged sword. And his own father, my grandfather, Bishop Geddes, that wanted to talk about firepower. This is the lineage that he's come through of apostolic holiness. Pentecostalism. Hallelujah. Now being revealed to him. For even some of those men uh, 
did not have what God gave our pastor. Come on, y'all sitting in here with hats on your head. That's because the Lord spoke to him. You ain't got no pants on your backside. If you're a woman, that's because God spoke to him. Told the church that they need to be a praying church. Told it that we ought to be the happiest people in the world. According to Psalm 32 and 1. I know y'all ain't with me now. You just need to listen to the lineage. You don't have a novice up here preaching to you. You don't have a Johnny come lately up in here. But God ordained the man. Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. And I ordained thee a prophet unto the nation. This is what we have. Do you see what you have? Do you see what you have? You have apostolic authority of the first degree. You ain't got no womanizer up here. You ain't got no homosexual up here. You ain't got no man lover up here. You got a holiness of the first degree. He brought you out to stay out. To stay out. <laughs> he didn't bring you out so you could be in sin all over again and be like the sow that was washed and goes back to the mud. That's right. Be like the dog that is eaten, vomited, and goes back to the vomit. We're a chaste virgin unto the Lord. Not to men, unto God. And what God has done for you is given you a gift. A gift. A gift. That if you would embrace the vision, would land you in the heavens. That's what you've been given. Somebody say holiness. <laughs> Sanctified, meaning called out from the world, separated unto God. That's why the Bible said love not the world. Neither the things that are in there. And I know some people get hot, they get upset. Well, I don't know bishops should be preaching against that, preaching about this, standing for that. Well, listen, I guarantee you right now, as sure as that camera's rolling, that there are people that left this church thinking they knew better and now wish they never left. <clears throat> All some of you social mediaites need to do is find them. And when you find them, you'll see they look broke down. They're a shell of what they were when they were here. I've seen some. And it looked like death. And you sitting up here just as happy, shouting, dancing, giving God the glory. And some of y'all find it difficult 
to celebrate your pastor's labor of love. Bishop Moultrie said last week, unfortunately, some people don't understand what they have until it's gone. I am not going to allow, as a congregation, us to be that complacent. Because our pastor is not going to speak all of these kinds of things because he does not toot his own horn. He believes in Proverbs 27 and 2. Let another man's lips praise you and not your own. But as much as we have the responsibility as supporters, we will stand and make sure that we all remember how good we got it. Yes. 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 Hallelujah. How much you have grown since being under this man's vision. How much your life has prospered after hearing the word of God from his mouth. You came here without nothing and now you got fruit. Ain't that what you said? You came in with nothing and now you got fruit. You came in here broke down, busted, disgusted, driving a struggle buggy. Now you cruise down the road. You got the Holy Ghost in your soul. Your wife got the Holy Ghost. Y'all better not sit here like mummies and stone figures. You better get up out of that seat with your lazy self and give God a great big praise. I feel like preaching now I feel like lifting him up I feel like giving him the glory Cause when you came here You didn't know how to shout But now When the Holy Ghost come You feel like dancing You feel like running You feel like spinning Feel like praising Because you know You got a man of God Who has vision I wish I had more time. But some of y'all came out the world thinking that the world was the place to be in. But somebody told you there's a man of God. Hallelujah. At 11.53 Blue Hills Avenue in Bloomfield. Some people told you, go wherever you want to go. Just don't go to that man's church. Am I right about it? You can go wherever you want. Just don't go to that man's church. But look what the Lord did. He orchestrated. So the devil put stumbling blocks in your way. Somebody know what I'm talking about here. Think. Think about all the things that happened to you before you actually set foot in these doors. How the devil tried to kill you. How the devil tried to take you out. How he tried to destroy you. But every time the devil laid down a snare, the Lord gave you wings to fly over. For surely the snare is set 
in vain in the sight of any bird. The Lord said, John, I got a purpose for you. So the devil tried to tear you down. But Jesus said, I'm going to lift you up. Hallelujah. You came in here with no Holy Ghost. You came in here with no power. You came in here with no passion. You came in here with no anointing. But I want you to just look at yourself now. I said, just look at yourself. You look at your hands. And your hands look new. You look at your feet. And they do too. And ever since you came to this church, your soul, your soul has been satisfied. Shout yeah. Shout yeah. I feel like preaching just for a few minutes because you came here without the joy of the Lord. You were full of sorrow crawling around all day long wondering how you are going to get up. But the Bible said although the fig tree shall not blossom neither shall fruit be in the vine the labor of the olive shall fail and the field shall yield no meat y'all don't know where I am here but I'm in Habakkuk chapter 3 now hallelujah the flock is caught off from the fold and there's no herd in the star it came with nothing it came destitute it came broke down but you heard the gospel you heard the word of God you heard that Jesus is your sufficiency that he's more than enough that he is that he is that he's a way maker he's a door opener he's a bridge over troubled water he's a redeemer he's a sustainer he's a life giver and when you lifted your hands the Lord filled you did he fill 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 you up 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 until your cup ran over how many got an overflowing cup how many have an overflowing cup if you got an overflowing cup lift up your hands and shout You were bleak, broke down and destitute. But the prophet said, even though all of that's going on, yet I will. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will join in the God of my salvation because he is the rock of my salvation and the strength of my life 
He's the fountain of living water that never shall run dry. Some of y'all came in here with the Holy Ghost, but you came out of a place that was going backward. When you came here, the Lord let you hear that there's still somebody standing for holiness. There's still somebody standing like your old pastor used to stand. There's still a church where people can be fed. There's still a church where people can be helped. There's still a church where people can be uplifted. And you came in, you opened yourself, and the Lord filled you. He filled you. He filled you all over again. He picked you up, turned you around, place. Place your feet on solid ground. I know I owe my God the praise. I owe my God the praise. Praise, praise, praise. Yeah, 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 yeah. I promise you, I'm almost done. But y'all excuse me here. Been a little while since I preached. And I feel it now. Some of y'all came here with a dry, dusty praise. You didn't know what praising God was. You thought praising God was just lifting your hands and saying, thank you. But when you came here, you found out that you can't be lazy in praise. It can't be laid back in praise. But you got to give God your best. You got to give God everything that you have. Everything in your being. Everything in your spirit. We praise him until we feel something. We praise him until the building shakes. We praise him until the anointing comes. We praise him until the chains are loose. We praise him until the shackles are broken. We praise him until the yoke is destroyed. We praise we praise we praise we praise somebody lift up a praise My daughter waking up in the middle of the night starting to catch up with me. But I got a few minutes left. I took off of work tomorrow just so I could give it all today. Somebody shout yeah. Shout yeah. Shout. Shout. Yeah.
I don't know if you all have been listening to the vision, but Bishop Geddes preached a message maybe a month or so ago. And the message was, be joyful. See, we, we done made it so easy now. You ain't even got to go back there and buy no more CDs. All you got to do is go on Google, put in an Apostolic Fellowship Church podcast, and listen for free right now. And some of y'all still don't do it. You don't love no word. You, you, you still too carnal. Oh, yes, I said it. Yes, I said it. Yes, I said it. You're too carnal. But I heard the word. Said, be joyful. And the Lord spoke to me and said, in the midst of the cleanup of the church, in the, ah, 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 glory, in the midst of making his path straight, if those that are walking uprightly would purpose that every time you come in here, you're going to give God the praise like it's your first time. Every yoke will be destroyed. Y'all don't believe me. But the pastor said, listen to the word. Pastor said, if we get together and praise God like we ought to, the yoke will be destroyed. The chains will be loosed. Some of y'all sitting here dead and dry. You'll be revived. Cecilia, didn't he revive you? He's still reviving you. Amen. She ain't smiled in a long time because the demons of hell tried to lock her up. But look what happens when you embrace the vision. Look what happens when you embrace the anointing. Look what happens as you get closer and closer and closer. After a while, you bump up against them and you come to life because you got the Holy Ghost. I feel like preaching you got the spirit of the living God and it moves on you and moves in you and rejuvenates you got power 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 I will rejoice I will rejoice I will I will rejoice sitting there giving God a two dollar praise y'all giving God a two dollar praise I said you're giving him a two dollar praise 
when God has given you a hundred dollar blessing stop giving God two dollar praises and give God a million dollars give him a million give him an all lift him up higher higher Lucia. Lucia. Loose your hands. Loose your feet. 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 Give God a praise. 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 God a praise. God a praise. Hey, yeah. Where's my other boy? Where is he? He's asleep. Tell that rascal to get himself up here. It's time to praise him. Come on, Derek. Come on here with me and Aiden. Let's give him the glory. Let's give him the honor. Let's praise, praise, 